Hey, I'm Camille Joy, and I'm the host of the Moments of Joy podcast. This podcast is dedicated to super moms that don't always feel so super, trauma victims that need an example of how God will pull you through, and those of you that are looking for a little joy. When we go through really hard times, we often feel like nobody can relate. But here on this show, we keep it real in transparency, we keep it real in support, and we keep it real in love for mamas all over the globe. Welcome to the show. I need the joy, the joy of the Lord in my heart. I need to make an exchange, mm-hmm. my day even starts. Let your light shine. Welcome back to another episode of the Moments of Joy podcast. MVPs, we meet again. Thank you so much for showing up another week. You guys are my most valuable players and you know why. You press play on every single episode. So I'm so excited to have you back. If you're new here and you're just listening in, don't worry. There's room for you too. Just scroll down and listen to the archived episodes with all the amazing guests that we've had in the past and all of the stories that I've shared to encourage you to always choose joy. I cannot believe that we are in three years now of the Moments of Joy podcast and I could not have done this without you guys um, spread it across 50 countries our listeners come from week after week so thank you so much if you haven't had a chance to connect with me on social media I want to invite you to do so by going over and following at moments of joy podcast on Instagram and let me know how you are enjoying the episodes On today's episode, I'm sitting down with um, Los Angeles journalist, TV news producer, mama extraordinaire, Alicia Rogers. She's going to share with us today her story of just overcoming to get where she is today as a single mom, rocking it out in her industry, and I'm so proud of her. Uh, So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. I am so excited today to have with us on the Moments of Joy podcast, my new friend, Alicia Rogers. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for thinking of me to have me on here. I love what you're doing. Thank you so much. Yes, of course. I mean, I know my listeners know by now that I am in the world of Clubhouse. So of course, (laughs) I met you there. Yes, it's (laughs) such a valuable tool for networking. And I will say like I got on there for business, Mm -hmm. but it's been so valuable connecting with other moms and other entrepreneurs, ladies just that are just doing the darn thing Mm -hmm. like you. So thank you so much. (laughs) Absolutely. I came on for one thing. I thought I would teach podcasting and then I dove into this whole world (laughs) of mommyhood. So I'm so excited um, to have you. And I knew that I wanted to have you on because I heard a part of your story. So first of all, before we get there, who are you and where are you from? (laughs) Yes. Um, My name is Alicia Rogers. I am uh, from small town, Kansas in the Midwest, um, but I currently live and work in Los Angeles, California as a TV news producer. Um, I am mama to three kiddos. We're like 
really deep in the teenage stage right now. So I have a 14 year old, a 13 year old and an 11 year old. Oh, wow. um, and I am, uh, I'm, it's funny because if you asked me this question maybe a year ago, I don't know that I would give you that exact answer. I don't know that I would have announced who I am first. I would have been like, I'm a mom, right? right. So I'm in a, a, a amazing stage of like uh, finding my identity and establishing my identity outside of just being a mom and informally as a wife. So yeah, that's me. I'm Alicia Rogers. Wow. And that is so important because sometimes we can get lost in taking care of the little people and we yeah. kind of forget ourselves outside of that. So, you know, when I met you on Clubhouse, right, you, you see you read bios and you see, wow, she's an amazing producer. And then and then I hear your story. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it, it like it makes the person all the more human. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think. I always remind myself we all have our stories, um, but it's been a, a big journey for me to um, for sure value my journey, right? Mm -hmm. um, and not minimize it, to embrace everything that I've been through because it's gotten me to exactly where I am today and I'm so incredibly grateful for that. Mm -hmm. um, so I had children really young. I got married really young right out of high school, wow. started a family and my ex was in the military. So we were moving around. I left my support system when we moved around every couple of years um, and I always, say this, when I talk about my career and talk about how much it means to me, being a mother will always be my most important job and my number one priority. You know, the stage I'm at now as a single mom, you know, my career is such a big priority, not only because I love it, but also it provides for my children and they deserve that, you know, yeah. stability. Um, but yeah, I, I was a, just, a, I was a mom for so many years and I just kind of invested myself in my kiddos and in my nonprofit work and in helping the military community. Um, and, and I made a promise to myself at one point, and I said, when my youngest son gets to kindergarten, I'm pursuing my dreams. I'm going back. Wow. That was in journalism, right? So um, my youngest made it to kindergarten, <laughs> and I went back, and I pursued an entire new career, got a different degree, different uh, pursuit, and uh, jumped into the news industry um, and jumped into it hard. And so uh, since then, I've traveled around the country, four different stations. Um, and, and then in the last couple of years, right, entered a new phase of life, becoming a single mom, uh, finally realizing um, what I had known for a really long time and what I couldn't enact on that I really needed to get out of a situation that I was in. Mm. Um, it just wasn't good for myself, for my children, and even for my ex, you know, and so kind of navigating this new field, um, this new um, and identity has been a really right. big undertaking while I'm also, right, hustling for my career in Los Angeles, mm. California, which is Man, the right. second largest news industry in the country. So right. there's a lot, a lot at stake and a lot of pressure and a lot of hustle. Um, but everything, every bad thing I went through, every failure, every no, um, it got me to where I am today. That That's why I think it's so important for us to hear stories, especially from moms, because you mentioned being a military mom. I know that can be super isolating sometimes when you go to a new place yeah. and you know nobody. Yeah, that was a lot. Um, building a new support system, right? Like being such a young mom to begin with mm -hmm. and not being fully ready for um, motherhood to begin with, right? right? But knowing I had an amazing family that would kind of step in the cracks as it like my community and my support to, to build with me and to help me but then moving away from all that. And then every new place we moved, every new state from East Coast to West Coast, the Midwest and back again, that was the thing. It was, 
I would, I literally would have it planned out six months to like establish the kids in schools mm. and routines and to find a support system and build one. Um, how, how, how did you find one and build one? I know now I'm asking for myself too, because yeah. I moved from Connecticut to Houston. I feel like that's why my brand on clubhouse kind of blew up because it was my support system. I lost yes. everyone. So when yeah. I meet new people, you guys are a part of my support system. I may only talk to you once or twice. Yeah. But that was for me. I mean, that's so true. And that literally goes back to shout out clubhouse, the value of, of clubhouse, of the value of social media, of Facebook, of your group that you have, yeah. just the value of being able to stop for a second and network with other moms, even if it's not face-to-face, -face, right? Because we're all so busy in our, you know, the daily routines of making sure our kid is okay. Mm -hmm. um, so building that support system, I will put out this disclaimer. When the military community is really, makes it easier than maybe civilian, non-military for sure, because you have such, you have so many amazing spouses that do have careers, but you also have so many more that our stay-at-home, you know, okay. parents, mm -hmm. because of the requirements and the sacrifices that come with military life. That was why I stayed home until my son was five. You know, my, um, his father was gone constantly. Um, I literally delivered him, labored at the hospital alone with him. Wow. Um, while wow. my ex and my, thank goodness, my mom was there, was taking care of my other two kids and they right. were packing our house to move out. Oh my well, I labored at home all day and then I was ready to deliver. And then the doctor was like, no sneezing, no coughing, like get your husband here. Oh <laughs> and so he got there just in time for me to deliver. He held him once and he left for Afghanistan. Oh. Um, and so that's every, every military family, right? Always had their crazy story. I was so incredibly thankful that regardless of what I needed to do or what I had to go through, I was just thankful he got to hold him once before he left. Um, but I would just say that the support system within the military, it's easy to find that and build that in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What's been harder, right? I can admit, I don't really have a support system here in California. I didn't do a great job establishing it because the moment I got here, I was like so caught up in my career. And I think it's also hard to build, harder to build a support system, especially with other moms when your kids are older. Yeah. Because when they're younger, it's kind of like you're um, masterminding and puppeteering mm -hmm. their life, right? Right. Like, oh, you have a kid this age and right. we get along really well. Great. Cool. We're friends now. Right. But when they're older, they choose their own friends. They and do. You don't always wouldn't choose those parents as friends. Mm -hmm. So I can say I've been at both ends of the spectrum. I'm yeah. at the end of the spectrum now where I don't have that. So now I pay to, I put one in place. I pay with like a nanny or um, utilizing other resources that I can tap into since I don't have a natural system built in, but it's so mm -hmm. hard. It's so yeah. hard and it's so important. I'm going to, after this podcast, I know I'm going to be stuck on this thinking <laughs> I need to put a support system in place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm blown away by your story already. Um, I wonder when you begin to identify that, okay, well, this relationship is not going to be good for either one of us or the children, we should just separate. How then did you find the strength to still chase after your dreams? Because this is not, we can't downplay the TV producer, TV and news producer, like it's a minimal job. You have an amazing career that so many people would dream of and you still chased your dream despite what probably could have sent you into a downward spiral of depression forever. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna pretend for one second that it's been a cakewalk or easy. 
whatsoever, especially doing it like right isolated, especially these last few years doing it isolated out here all alone and not having a support system in place. Mm -hmm. But what I will tell you is I will always care about my children's father, right? You know, nothing will ever make me more thankful than when he shows up for them for sure. And we have chosen to co-parent for the rest of life together. But we were, it wasn't a good fit and it wasn't a healthy situation for, I mean, the entire time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think one of my flaws that I had to work through was being like too loyal and sticking around even at the detriment, right? Because it's it's weird, right? Let's let's bring in then the factor that we all have childhood trauma, right? That we deal with. And it's amazing to see how it comes out, right? As adults, Mm -hmm. for me, it was really wanting to give my children the two parent home and family that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to the extent, right, where I think that's what's best for them. I didn't have it and I wanted it. So that's what's best for them. Yeah. But then you're in the middle of it and you're like, this isn't good for them. Like this isn't, you know, and, and what example am I showing for my daughter and for my sons on how to treat women if I'm not choosing myself? So I knew for a very long time um, and had attempted kind of multiple times to facilitate getting out. So I won't pretend that it was like a, some magical, like, and I'm just this magical person and was like, right. It's time to get out. I'm gone. See you later. And, right. and I'm just that awesome. It was something that I attempted and failed leaving for a couple different times mm-hmm. until finally, um, a pivotal situation happened and just out of respect, you know, for, for all parties involved, I won't go into, but a situation happened where I was like, this is it, you know, yeah. yeah. no more. Like how, like, how am I going to, I can't put myself back together after this. If I don't get out of the situation, like there's a point too, where you have to love yourself enough, right. To be able to, there you go. my healthiest self is what's healthiest for my children. That's so right. I was like in the midst of launching this career, already aware the situation isn't good. I will do my best to like, make sure my kids are okay here in the moment. And mm-hmm. now I'm putting in a plan and not in a bad way. Right. If things could have worked out and things could have improved, I probably could have, and this sounds so bad. I could have sticked it out and you know what I mean? Being loyal and figuring out until my kids were out of the house, you know, right. and not that I would want to be in that situation, but I would have figured out a way, you know, um, but it wasn't. So I actually, I mean, I left my, had to leave my station in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was my first station getting into journalism and the news Wow. and um, to transfer again in the military, knowing that, okay, we're heading to the West coast. Like I'm going to put my best foot forward, but if, if certain situations happen again, I have to get out. Yeah. And okay. in leaving then I actually, it's the first time I ever did this and I'm will never be more thankful to, for myself that I did this to protect myself. I had a 401k with my former job and I don't know what financial advice would come down when I say what I'm about to say, but instead of carrying it over to wherever I was going to go next, I cashed it out and took the penalties yeah. and put that away secretly. So I had like an emergency like get out of my situation plan. And I think so you just saved someone's life. I think you saved someone's life. I mean, and right that's there. like, who I have goosebumps. I would never like advocate for right dishonesty or anything like that, but like, that's what it took. You know what I mean? And I had that in place, but, and I went forward, you know, I just, I made a promise to myself. I will never not have a plan B again. I will never yeah. not have a way to be okay. So I can be okay for my kids. Yes. And it was that I, I, I didn't leave right when I got to LA, right. I was yeah. doing my hustling. I hadn't been in news industry long enough that I could get a job in LA. Cause it's a really tough market. You have to work mm. your way up to it. So I ended up taking a job in the Midwest in Kansas for a while. My kiddos and I went there. That's where I'm from. And then, okay. um, did my time there. Um, and then came back out here and still wasn't quite ready. 
And so I ended up taking a job. I live in LA, but took a job down in San Diego. And so I would commute overnight every single night, the over two hours down there. Um, and it was a really, that was my toughest hustle yet. And I, I never would advocate for like doing something really unhealthy because it was probably the unhealthiest I ever put like my body through and sleep and not having any of that. But it's what got me into the LA market. It was the sacrifice I had to make. And I knew I needed one more station on my resume. And if I could get that on there, it was the next stepping stone to where I wanted to go. And so I did, I, I would go down there. I would um, get usually between uh, three to four and a half hours of sleep a day, but split into two naps. It was really rough. Um, I would wake up at midnight every night and make it down there to be there at 2 a.m. for my shift. And I worked on their morning shows there with such a kind and amazing team. Um, and then I get off work and would head home. The kids would already be at school. I had that worked out and then would take a couple hours to get back. I'd get back home in time to take a nap for like an hour and a half or two hours. And then it was time for school pickups and snack time and homework and dinner and sports routines wow. um, and then bedtime routine. And then I'd lay back down for another hour and a half or two hours of sleep if I was lucky um, after all that was done and then wake up and do it again. And I I kept that hustle up for about, I think it was seven months before I finally got some multiple offers from LA to then be able to come back and just stick up here. <laughs> and that was the time that I knew it was time to leave um, uh, when some uh, you know, situations that I was anticipating would happen went down and I had things in place. I had now a job under my belt. Nobody could take away my, my ability to financially provide for my children yeah. or the ability for me to not be able to have a car of my own that I could afford. That sounds mm. so silly, but that's really what it was. Yeah. And I think that really hits home. If you are a woman, I mean, anybody in a situation and you need to get out, you know, sometimes it's the financial situation. Mm -hmm. Like That's it. That's the key. Yeah. So that's where sometimes in my situation, right. I was able to put a plan in place, but for other women, it's so valuable to like have those resources, right? That help them get out of bad situations, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I just, I deserve a career. I knew I deserved a career. I deserve a really happy life. I deserve joy. I deserve um, being able to focus on my kids, you know, without the grief that was coming with the other stuff I was experiencing in a bad relationship. And yeah, I'm so thankful that I did it. I'm so thankful my mom raised me to be smart enough and to know that I deserve better. Absolutely. You put yourself first. You had a plan that you believed in and you had the grit to make your dreams come true. Yeah. Kids are a good motivator though, right? Like yeah, they as a mom are. Bear, yes, kids are they the are. best motivator. They're, they are the best <laughs> in the world. Um, yeah. And also I think reminding myself, uh, you know, I think we can be really hard on ourselves. I can admit to it. I am, can mm -hmm. be my own worst enemy with self-sabotage or imposter syndrome. Oh yeah. I mean, I have worked really hard. I put in the work and I have to remind myself that like, I, this isn't luck. This is really, really, really hard work and a lot of gratitude so I can remain humble in it. But I think reminding myself of that, that I'm, I'm willing to work hard for this and I might get a hundred no's and I might have a hundred more obstacles that I have to make it through. But when you have that resolve and that, I, I thank my mom for being so stubborn because she for sure passed it on to me. Um, but when you have that resolve and that stubbornness, like it's going to happen, I'm going to make it happen no matter what. I don't get to choose yeah. a timeline, but I get to like set the plan and I get to keep my eyes forward and I get to keep hustling and working hard and loving my children until I can get there. Mm, absolutely. Wow. 
Wow. Mom's listening from all over the world. So there are people listening from all walks of life and, you know, a lot, maybe young moms, some maybe moms who, who can put things away financially. But I think what you shared today was that moms need to put themselves first because sometimes you can look up and your kids grown and gone and and your dreams died yeah right and now I got married yeah so young that my identity was so wrapped up in being a mom because I made the decision right to have children young and it wasn't like one I took lightly I I I really wanted to not be like a teen mom I wanted if I was going to do this and I was going to bring an innocent life into the world. I wanted to make sure I did my best to like step up to the plate and own that responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't perfect, but my yeah. kids are amazing. You know what I mean? They're so resilient and hilarious and intelligent. And so I didn't do a half bad job. I'm not done yet. Yes. The might get me. I have great. I literally have a couple <laughs> grays coming in that I'm going to have to start covering up, but um, yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. we also, you mentioned too, like getting the TV news producer, it is the coolest job in the world. Let me tell you. And I get to meet, I get to work with some of the most amazing, talented humans. Mm. And I have met so many amazing, um, amazing, important people, you know what I mean? Celebrities, yeah. um, politicians, you know, I just had representative Maxine Waters on. I'm actually getting ready to oh have her gosh. on. That's I have uh, somebody from Earth, Wind & Fire coming on next week. Floyd Money Mayweather is coming on. You know what I mean? I, I get to meet yeah. so many amazing people. But I think beyond the job title, I think it's just reminding people when it comes to your career or creating opportunities for yourself is I didn't start as a producer. I literally started my very first job. I was on an internship for 10 weeks to finalize my degree program. And I was just determined like, okay, I want a job out of this and I know it's possible. So I'm going to go there and I'm going to hustle really hard and work mm-hmm. really hard and show them I can be an asset to them. And three weeks in, they offered me a job and it was as a, a news, a video editor, you know? So just editing videos for, uh, you know, our news clips that go to air, wow. which is an amazing job. Right. But that was not what I wanted to do, but I took it. I took my opportunity, you know, in a side door to get my foot in the door. And within three to four months I was producing and I was booking guests for them and it all worked out. It it, it all worked out. Then I jumped from station to station. I was willing to take opportunities knowing that they're going to get me one step closer to where I really want to go. And I think you have to remember that you have to be humble in your pursuit while you're also so determined and relentless, you know, Um, I wasn't above taking it. There was a time where it was actually when I was working in San Diego, my hardest hustle. And so LA and New York are really big news markets, but they don't, any other news market in the country does not pay like those two. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm still thankful where I'm at now, but yeah, San Diego was not good. And it was, I wasn't making enough to sustain on top of like the expenses of commuting that far. So on the weekends, I was actually working overnight at a craft store, uh, literally wow. stuffing shelves and setting up their seasonal stuff because I'm the biggest craft nerd. So I'm working and I'm wow. getting paid minimal wages, like, you know, to, to add a little extra on there, but I was happy doing it. Cause it was a, like, I was around stuff that I really loved, like anything nerdy and crafty and DIY. Yeah. But so on the weekends was working overnight there for a big part of that, you know, mm-hmm. to make ends meet. Cause it was leading up to the holidays and, and stuff. And I wanted to make sure I was trying to make sure my hustle didn't hurt my family, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I was going to make it happen no matter what, but I also wanted to maintain, you know, the stability that they deserved. So I think it's just remembering to humble yourself and to, to know what you're worth and what you're capable of. 
-hmm. and believe it even, or, and ask people to believe in you sometimes, even when you're struggling to believe in yourself, you know, because that happens. Yeah. And we all need cheerleaders. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Before we wrap up, I would love for you to give our last 30 second little nugget from Alicia to moms who are um, struggling to believe in themselves, who who, um, may just be stuck in a situation. I think that your story hits so many points of encouragement. So would you close us out with some mommy encouragement today? 30 seconds. Yes, I got it. (laughs) Um, Mamas, any of you that are listening in, you're so capable of, of anything you put your mind to. And there'll be no greater gift that you can give your children beyond loving them and beyond showing them what it looks like to go for things, to believe in yourself so that they grow up and they can believe in themselves. You're right. Um, when it comes to being in a healthy situation, remember that whatever your children's needs are in that moment that makes you feel like it's not the right time, they're too young, I can't do. Motherhood is so many different stages that you're gonna go through and um, and you're gonna have to adapt and pivot with them, but there is always opportunity. There's always room for putting yourself first because when you can show up so much closer to being whole, you help raise whole humans, whole, kind, amazing humans, right? When you're setting forth that example for them. So believe in yourself, don't give up, and loving yourself is loving your kiddos. Thank you so much, Alicia Rogers. I'm so honored to have you as a member of the Real Moms Club on Clubhouse. You just never know what gyms are in that club. (laughs) I know, I love it. We're both on the same page. It's Clubhouse is magical with that. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Moments of Joy podcast. Bye-bye.